We here at the Mock Sports are super excited to partner with Dabble to be our official wagering partner during Cup Week. All tips that we give out on this episode can be copied right now on the Dabble app. Just go to the App Store, download Dabble, and use the code MOCKSPORTS when signing up to let them know we sent you, and you can start following us today and get on every single bet we make on the races, the basketball, the cricket, the AFL, the NRL, you name it, it's there. So what are you waiting for? Have a Dabble today and start winning with us this Cup Week. Imagine what you could be buying instead. For free and confidential support, call 1-800-858-858 or visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. This episode of the Quaddy Potty is brought to you by our good friends over at Stridal. That's right, Stridal, where entertainment meets opportunity for the horse racing industry. Head to Strider.com now and get shopping on their marketplace where you can sort through all the best available yearlings for purchase for this upcoming racing season. Great opportunity to get in on the ground floor with some very talented horses. So head to Strider.com right now and get shopping. Ladies and gentlemen, punters of all ages, welcome back to the Mock Sports Presents, the Quaddy Potty. Cashy, joined by Nicholas. How are you, brother? Nicholas, jeez, haven't heard that one in a while. Mate, it's um, like I haven't heard Mitchell in a while. Mitchell yeah. and Nicholas, we never get called that. I'm good, mate. Good. Had a good weekend um, at the Eagle with the boys, with some mates. Um, saw a lot of lot of people down there as well. And then um, into yesterday, obviously, the Cup, which was good race in the end. Um, didn't walk away with the Chockeys. We had that little saver. Bet. Without a fight, yeah. Luckily, um, but other than that, um, yeah, pretty good weekend. Good to be, good to be here, mate. Yeah, mate. Great weekend. We were absolutely flying on the weekend. We'll get into all that and more before we just give a nod to the sponsors, mate. So first, shout out to our good friends over at Dabble, Aussie owned bookie, changing the game of gambling in Australia right now. And it's making it a social thing. Think Instagram, but a punting app. Basically, you have your own profile. There are influencers on there. You've got Heath Shaw. You've got Andrew Bogut. You've got Rilla Betts as well. He's probably more popular Jack than the, Jenkins, uh, UFC Jack fighter. Jenkins as well. And you've got us, 25,000 people following us currently. And every single tip we make on this podcast and on any other sport around the world, you can use the copy bet button straight into your bet slip, put as much on as you want. Of course, set a deposit limit, think about what you could be buying instead and gamble responsibly when doing so. But if you download Dabble today, use the code MOCKSPORTS to let them know we sent you. We love the work they're doing, and they've also been kind enough to become our official wagering partners for Cup Week. And Cup Week's almost coming to a close, so we thank you for the work you have done with us this week. Dabble, and of course, mate, Stridal. Yeah, love and Stridal at the moment, mate. I had a look at the marketplace today, and there's some good ones out there, punters. So um, if you really want to get into the market of owning a horse, which is um, a lot of punters' dreams... Um, you can get a couple of mates together and then just go have a look at the marketplace and you can you can choose the one. There's some affordable ones there that um, that are ready to go, ready to race. So um, it's pretty good. And big thanks to those guys. Um, they've really been helping us out during Cup Week and um, over the last couple of weeks as well. So um, thank you very much, Stridal. 100%. That's the big one for me. Those The ones that are ready to race. Yeah. A couple of ones coming over from Europe as well. So if you ever dreamed of owning your own Verborn or Absurd, or I mean without a fight last year, now he's a Melbourne Cup winner. You know, maybe get on strata.com, go to the marketplace and get shopping today. Now, mate, let's touch on the cup first before we go back to last weekend, as, of course, we're only a day removed from the race that stops the nation. Um, just from a general reaction point, what were your thoughts? 
Um, I actually recorded my reaction to the race, um, but as we know, and as I've copped it a little bit in the past, I'm a very silent race watcher unless I've had a couple of drinks in me. Um, and I think I said three things during the race. Yeah, that did not get posted to the socials. It the didn't. End. It didn't. It's um, it got deleted pretty quickly. But um, no. Nah, first, um, first obviously Sulcum. Um, that's probably the the biggest one for me to come out of the race. Um, should have won if it. Got the jump, like we said. Yeah, um, missed the kick, like always. Yeah, and it, it had a fantastic kick at the end, and it, and it looked it looked awesome. So um, annoying for for punters that were on that. I know I would have been filthy if it was the one I backed. Um, but without a fight, it just looked absolutely perfect for it. I wasn't too surprised in the end. Obviously, Mark Zara, um, he's a very smart man, and we said it. So um, yeah, unfortunately, didn't get my tip. Verborn is probably. Probably comes down to the to the weather, I'd say, with Verborn. I didn't think um, he paraded pretty well from what I saw. He up, uh, it didn't look like he was sweating too much. It didn't look like he was too panicked. But then um, it was still a thirty degree day down in, down it was in like Melbourne. Thirty four degrees on course. Yeah, so thirty four degrees and a, a horse that's been um, riding over in Europe and stuff. Um, it's a big change for it and mm. first up. So I think it really just came down to that in the end, which is. A bit unfortunate, and I but I um, pressed the button a little early as it well. It did, it did, and um, as as well as Sulcum, probably in the end, if it um to go back to Sulcum, if Sulcum followed without a fight, um, I don't think it would have beat without a fight, but I think it would have been, been close, even yeah. closer. So um, it really went through some traffic there, went sideways a little bit, but um. And then Shiraz, mate. That was probably oh. the, the biggest one. I was so <laughs> scared, punters. Those who listened to the Melbourne Cup rundown will know I threatened to get a tattoo if it won. It looked very dangerous there for a split second. Oh, my God. I felt sick to my stomach. But then when I realised without a fight was pulling away, around the 400-metre mark when without a fight really hit that front with authority, I was like, yeah, he's going to win. He's, he's home. Yeah. And I know that's dangerous to say 400 metres out at Flemington, let alone a Melbourne Cup. I was like, nah. He's home. And I was spewing because, like I said, I could have got on 300 to 1 for the Cups double. That teaches me. I know they don't come around very often, but from now on, that's a life lesson. Every time I'm putting my Caulfield Cup tip on for the double, just in case, because I could have had it. I was on him in the (laughs) Cup last year. I was on him in the Caulfield this year. I've been singing his praises. People laughed at me when I said he's a top five horse in the country. Yeah. And he's just gone and done something that only comes around every 20 or so years. Yeah. He is an absolute star. He's a freak. He comes out of one of the fastest run Caulfield Cups in history and then demolishes them in the Melbourne Cup as well. Like, if he gets a dry track, no one's beating him. He is a freak. Yeah, 100%. 100%. More from, more from the race to unpack. I could literally unpack that, that race. We could do a whole unpack pod just on the Melbourne yeah, Cup. honestly. But... um. I thought I honestly thought absurd was going real well. That looked better than Verborn yeah, going into the probably about really well. four fifty. I was like, wow, okay, absurd could get up here, and then without a fight, just kind of did, it, and then it just started going backwards. A, a lot bit. of so money came for absurd as well. It, it was twenty three dollars into I think it started at eight. So I think it started shorter than without a fight on some bookies. Yeah, but oh my god, it was yeah. When they Verborn and absurd right next to each other went around that turn, I was like, ah, oh, they're gonna be up there they could run one two here and then all of a sudden they just like hit a wall yeah and went backwards same with my future history around the turn looked fantastic holly doyle had it in complete control but according to doyle the fitness just gave out on the end didn't end up getting that distance i thought it was strong enough to get the 3200 but apparently not so remember that going forward um another thing to really take out of the race ash run we were saying it probably isn't going to be fit enough to get anywhere near it because it's only its fourth run i think 
or maybe even third run off of a three-year delay and for it, what a training performance for it to come home for fourth and to get it fit enough to be doing that. Yeah, 100%. It was um, it was great and it even bumped up the first four and exotics even more. So a um, couple of punters um, in the double chat were on it and um, did pretty well. So, yeah, um, yeah props to them. Um, but, yeah, geez, Mark Zara, he gets the last laugh. He's flying at the moment. He's winning everything left, right and centre. He, he's like J-Mac uh, a couple of years ago when he was just non-stop winning every single group race, every single group one. Like, J-Mac had a shit day at Flemington. J-Mac yesterday. was very unlike himself. J-Mac at, on Cup Day, not that amazing. J-Mac on Derby Day came second a lot. Only got the one winner, I think, on Riff, Riff Rocket. Rocket. Um, but, I mean, yeah, it's Mark Zara's year. Yeah. Another thing coming to jockeys, Jamie Carr, is she back, mate? She's started to ride the winners again and she's seeing them like beach balls at the moment. Is she back? Is she out of that slump? She's or coming is she back. A purple patch? She, is, she is coming back. I wouldn't say she's completely there, but um, yeah, she's probably she's probably going to get up there, I, I'd say. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm just really happy to see it. I, I think it's good. If she's riding good, it's good for racing. Yeah. Because she's that, you know that real female presence within the jockey room that sets a really good example for all those other young girls out there that want to become it's jockeys. Great for it's great for them. And it's, it's great for racing because she, on her day, is up there with the best of them. So when you've got the best jockeys in their best form, it's just great to see. You know, Blake Shin could ride a broomstick home right now. So could Mark Zara. J-Mac usually, but he's been pretty slow to start the season. Nash is in red-hot form. And, you know, Jamie was in a massive slump. But now if she comes back into it, that Melbourne jockey room especially, like Zara, Shin, Carr. It's doing pretty well. Shit will get interesting real quick. But um, we move on from the cup and on to something that I really want to discuss. <laughs> Osmosis. Yes, My mate. God. Well done. Where's the applause? Where, nah, it deserves where, it. Deserves it. Um, I want the sound effects. I want cheering. I want s- sirens. I want horns. Yeah, I still – so I was on I was on Stapati for the race who ended up getting scratched and – um. I was very close to going osmosis. I did have money on osmosis um, personally, but um, well done, mate. You've done it. You went yeah. out and you did your research. You did it. You picked it. To think that horse was $20, I'm still so confused. Oh, I, I, I think that's what confused me the most, I think, to be honest, and that was probably the reason I went against it. Because, um, yeah, I, I've been on it in the futures market for a long time, as people know, so I had it way under as compared to what it got out to, but I was happy with that. I only double-dipped five bucks i chucked on because i was like wow 20 bucks i gotta get on a little bit more here but yeah i wasn't going to be egregious with it i didn't want to test the gods too much and make them go nah this guy's getting greedy um but yeah i it reminded me why i love racing not even from the fact that money was because I, I, oh I'll that definitely on, helps it definitely helps because i'll be honest punters i didn't win as much as some people think i won on it like some people reckon i'm buying a new car with the money i won that's not true. But it was just more from the fact that it just got up and that for the last year and a bit, I've been saying this horse is going to be something good. The very first time I watched it go around a track at the trials, I went, fuck, this boy's quick. This boy's quick. And then he started his career well. Everyone was like, oh, well it's, done, a, it's a winter yeah. horse. No, like good on you for getting on dial 35 shots. And then it lost the other week. And it was like, yeah, you're an idiot. You said it like he's done now. Comes out, absolute peach. I'm just proud of the horse. And I know that might sound weird, but geez, I'm just (laughs) 
the fact that it got up in the end is what made me the most happy. And then what made me even more happy was just the fact that we had so many messages. Yeah, that was from awesome. Followers. To see. That I was just awesome loved to see, it. Like, um, we definitely cop our fair smack on the on the socials and um I mean that's a part of the game I guess as well. But um to see some so many of those messages getting around you personally, mate, and um sending those awesome messages that they got on, even people down at the track telling us that yeah. they'd, they'd won. Um, shout out to Henry. Um, yeah, hundred percent. I hope you took your girlfriend out for a nice dinner, mate. <laughs> I told you you needed to. Um, but yeah, it was. It, it's great to see. It's great to see the community that we're um, starting to build and stuff. So yeah, on um, that, mate. I'm wondering, should we have a name for our follower community? Oh, I don't you know. Th- Hello, sport. Have the punters and dribblers. This cloggers have the cloggers. Like seeing all of the community as it starts to grow. Maybe DM us punters if you've got a good name for our followers. Like maybe we should. Yeah, I'll, I'll leave that to you guys. Um, uh, I'm not too sure, mate. But <laughs> I um, reckon if anyone's got any ideas, by all means, send it through. But um, I think it's a bit early days for that, mate. Yeah, fair enough. Just one final thing um, on it. I, jeez, oh god, I was going. Golden Eagle. I, I was going. I was going to get to it, but no, I, I had one more final thing to say about osmosis, but I can't quite remember it. If I do remember it, I'll. Uh, I'll come back to Yeah, it. all good. We'll yeah. get into well, the chat yeah. about the Well, let's Eagles. go to Oban, so, your success of the yeah. day. Well, like I said, I'm a very silent horse uh, watcher unless I've had a couple of drinks. And, um, yeah, shout out to the cricket boys. They were taking care of me. I got them. Uh, I, I hit them up with some, some um, complimentary tickets into members and they were all very happy. So they were... They were flowing my drinks for me um, on Saturday, and lovely. I had, I'd had, I'd had plenty. <laughs> um, I'd had plenty, and um, Obam gets over the line, and I'm screaming. Yeah, I had a, um, I think I won like two, three hundred bucks. Like that's pretty. That's that's more than enough for Bang. me, punters. Like I'm, I'm happy with that. I'm not, not too much of a big punter, but um, yeah, I was very happy to see it was. Um, I was actually, <laughs> I was actually shitting myself because. Um, my old man hopefully he doesn't listen to the podcast this week. Um, every time we go down the races, he gives me twenty bucks to go put on the um, bookies for him, like fifty bucks, and um, he goes, "I want Pericles, <laughs> twenty bucks," and I fucking forgot. <laughs> I fucking forgot, and I'm watching it. I'm like, "Fuck, Pericles is gonna win here," and I don't. I haven't put his bet on. At like sixteen dollars. Yeah, I know, and I'm gonna lose like. Four hundred bucks, like paying him out, because it's my my bad. I would have paid him out for sure, but um, <laughs> I got up in the end, but still, I still haven't told him yet. So um, but yeah, that's a pretty funny story. But yeah, no, I was I was wrapped, mate. Um, as well as we'll probably talk about the race with Amelia's jewel. Um, didn't didn't think she like you can really say too much about her run. She got poleaxed, absolutely smashed. So um. Like to see where she goes next. Um, if that is the spell now, I don't, I'm not Probably. too sure. Probably she got a bit banged up. Um, um, Damien Lane was pissed. Oh he, yeah, all man. he said in the jockey comments was like, "I'm just glad I came back alive." Like he he wasn't happy. Yeah. I wouldn't been surprised if there was a bit of a heated conversation in the jockey's room after that. But um, I personally, if you look back at the run, I don't think she was winning anyway. A few people have said she's gonna w- she would have won if she didn't get hit. You can't say that. I. I don't think you can go either way about yeah, it. It's I'm just um, she got hit, and it's part of racing. Um, she got unlucky, and it's a it goes down as a pure forgive run. So now we don't get to see what she's really like until the autumn if she goes away for the spell. Yeah, I think she probably will go for the spell and come back in autumn. I think that's a smart decision. There's nothing really that's really 
looking and like that she can um, really get into. But um, yeah, what a what a day it was on on Saturday. I was very happy. Again, um, shout out to everyone that came up to us. Shout out to the guy at the at the pub after that came up to us and said he listens to the pod. Um, I was very very into <laughs> it by then, so I'm sorry if I was a bit dribbly. But um, yeah, shout out to you guys. Um, really appreciate it. Yes, um, we'll move on to the listener questions. Josh Wallace asks, any futures we should be keeping an eye out for? And this is a tough one because there's not many features left to be having a uh, futures bet on. But I've got one. It's a horse we've followed quite clo- quite closely. Closely. Quite closely on the pod. That's Kamochi uh, yep. in the 1,000 guineas at $13 to win now on Dabble. Um, she's flying without winning any races this um, prep. She, again, did the exact same thing. On the weekend, um, not on the weekend, on Cup Day, um, just flew late without threatening too much for the win. She just deserves a big win. She's been kept up this entire prep. Gary Portelli's pressing on with her constantly. Um, I think if she gets to the 1,000 guineas and brings her best, $13 is overs for her, especially considering the four mines around her. She tis invincible. Um, a few other really, really talented fillies. So I think she deserves a bit of my money. I'm going to whack at least $5 each way on there, especially with $13 on Dabble if you go in the futures section there, mate. Have you found anything in the futures market? Um, only really in the slipper where we've done our two-year-old kind of research. It's a bit early days for it, but um, yeah. Uh, espionage is pretty good. I think it's at $21. And then um, Lady Camelot is my other top pick from the from the girls just in case. Um is 26, but then you got Manal in there as well at 26. So if you really want to look into it, punters, but I'm not much of a futures gambler personally myself. I wouldn't be having a golden super bet quite just yet. Neither. Cool. So, uh, if I had to, if I had to answer my question like that, I'd go with the slipper because that's the only thing I really. I'm not much of a futures punter. Fair enough. Um, so Corey asks, when do we load Osmosis in the Everest? Talking <laughs> about futures bets. I mean, look. Um, uh, Bjorn said they're just going to take it one step at a time. Like they've said, is it maybe going to travel? Is it going to maybe go overseas to Do not have a send hack? it overseas. I hope they don't. But um, he's t- he's like, we're not getting ahead of ourselves. We're taking it one step at a time. Come back in the autumn, see what races are there for it, see how it travels. Then in spring, I could only assume they go chasing an Everest slot if one is to present itself and he continues to grow and get stronger. Um. But now that he's a Group 1 winner, and he's a cult, mind you, his uh, breeding's set for life. So at any moment now, he could just stop and go to the breeding barn now that he's a Group 1 winner as a cult. That's just how racing is. I hope he races for at least another year or even two, but just reality is he might be headed off to the breeding barn at any second. So I wouldn't be loading him in the Everest quite yet. <laughs> um, Jay Clements asks, what are the biggest roughies we've Ooh, ever tipped? I like this question. Um, Sorry, punters, for those on the YouTube, I don't know what's happened with our background there. If it's from oh. the Melbourne Cup pot, I'll fix that. No, but um, for me, um, obviously, a couple of weeks back, I tipped Manal um, in that first up um, two-year-old um, race. I think it was at 41... Yeah, that probably would be your biggest one. That would probably that be my biggest what one. Use one used to be forty one dollars. Um, that was probably my best, and then obviously, oh, this would be a couple of years ago now. Crone from the yeah. theme song. Yeah, that's where the theme song comes from. Punters, um, bit bit funny there, but um, 
yeah, Crone, I think it was at $25, $30 when I tipped it. I think two weeks in a row it was at that price and I tipped it twice and it won two in a row. So, um, yeah, very happy with that. Um, uh, what about you? I, I, I've got one in mind. I can't – I don't think there's anything bigger than it personally. Um, it would be much, much better. Last day of the Autumn Carnival – a year and a half ago, I tipped it. Oh, actually, what about ice bath for me last year in the um? Was that paying more than forty one though? It wasn't. No, it wasn't, not forty. It'd be up to like it, it was, was the twenty five yeah, thirty. It was a big, big pump, but it wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't as forty ones. The the analysis Empire behind race. it was fucking <laughs> hilarious as well. Uh, yeah, but um, yeah, probably much much better. Last day of the autumn carnival, um, a year and a half ago, I, I tipped it. I wanted to go out with a bang. It was the last race of our show, and I said. Much, much better. $40 here. What's going on? It read perfectly for him. And I had I got a call on the race day as well from someone going, who do you like in the last? And I said, much, much better. And they looked down and fuck off. It's $40. Give me a better tip than that. And I went, no, much, much better. Like it, it reads perfectly. I think it's overs. And they went, oh, fine. I'll put 10 on it. And then I got a call 10 minutes later saying, you're a fucking genius. Yeah. Like, so that that's probably, I can't think, I don't think I've hit anything Bigger than that, like on the day, maybe a futures bet I got, but I'm not quite sure. Um, and he also wants to know what our unit size is. Um, for us personally, um, obviously we share a dabble account. That's most um, where pretty much all of our punting goes to. Um, it's usually ten dollar unit sizes. I'd say is our is our normal yeah. one. Um, we don't really release like if we have a tip on, we won't go oh, like four units on this. We let everyone kind of choose their own stakes. Yeah, we like. But to um, if it's if we're yeah. if we're on the same tip, we usually have a good um, good hack at it. Good hack at it because usually we're when we do that, I think it, it more more likely than not we do get it right if we both are on it um, in most tips. So I think we have probably yeah like thirty bucks on it, but like ten dollars. Like bear in mind, punters, we're betting on every race of the day. Like we're not. Um, if if we weren't tipping for everyone, we'd probably have a bigger unit size and only go for the races that we like went for. We wouldn't go for probably your highways, your midways, and kind of things. Um, but because obviously we want to help you guys out, and um, a lot of people bet on every race. We put bets out for every race, but ten dollars is usually a normal unit size. But then it's different for sports as well. Like our AFL, we're a lot more confident in. The unit the, size is a lot bigger for AFL because, yeah. yeah. It's, it's a lot bigger for AFL. <laughs> but yeah, because um, racing is a lot for racing. Um, unless it's um, something that we're really confident in. And like our best bets will have a bigger bet on it. But again, we don't uh, discriminate stakes here, guys. If, as long as you're betting well. within your means, gamble responsibly, of course, you can do what you want with the money. Um, Benny O'Brien, final question here, Nick. Um... Amelia's jewel has been super unlucky this prep. We kind of touched on it. Had the bug in the two rack and got scared off by the uh, helicopters. Got smashed in the Golden Eagle. Um, so do you think she'll return a much better horse in the autumn with any sort of luck? I just don't think it's fair to her to ride her off at all. Like um, she's definitely had probably the most interrupted, um, unlucky prep for a horse at that like how big her name is, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, um, I I personally can't write her off and say that she's going to come back and be worse. I'd love to see her come back better. I'm a huge fan of Millie's Jewel. Um, but yeah, uh, it's all, I'm not too sure to be honest. I think it'll run. I think personally I'll be backing it in autumn if it's in the right race and it's at the right price. 
um, hopefully the market doesn't see it that way. Yeah, I'm not writing her off. Like I said, the last two races she needs to win to prove and they've both been unlucky runs where you can put a pen through. So, I mean, I'll still maintain that currently she's top 10, top 15 maximum horse, but she's just not top five until she actually gets a clear under the line and gets to show what she can really do against the best of them because up until this point she's only really been proving it against second rankers. And that's okay. She just really hasn't gotten that opportunity to really match it with the best of them because that Turak run was interrupted and the Golden Eagle run was definitely interrupted. So I'll have to wait till autumn now. Um, but, mate, we move on, of course. Listeners, if you're liking what you're hearing, make sure to give us a five-star rating on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. We're getting close to that 100 mark. And, you know, people ask us why do it. It's because if you give us more ratings, then that'll go out to more listeners in their suggestions and we'll pop up on people that have never heard of us saying they're suggesting to it, and maybe they'll press play, and maybe they'll join the mock community. So please, if you're listening, like, share, subscribe, give us that five-star rating, and it'll really help us out. So, mate, we go to Rose Hill now, the track rundown here. The weather is set to be 34 degrees and sunny on race day, but we've just had a bit of a deluge in rain here on the Wednesday night and another one is expected tomorrow on Thursday so I reckon we might be a soggy soft five soft six come race day but it's 30, be 34 and hot 34. it'll drain yeah. pretty quickly and it will probably be seeing soft five good four maybe by the end of the day um, and that is if the rain actually comes down tomorrow if the rain never comes down down on Thursday or Friday we should probably even be at good four by the start of the races so just like last week guys Try and find those horses that can do both, depending on what gets dished up. And the rail goes out three metres, which is probably borderline when the leaders start to become more biased at Rose Hill. So just be wary of that. Um, Race one, boring to kick it off, mate. I'll just be straight to the point. Rise to it in this one. It's the favourite, but it's the son of So You Think. I always like sons of So You Think. Um, Shout out to Think About It, the most famous one uh, of the last couple of years. Um, This horse is flying right now. Mayor and Eustace Camp, Dill Given should give an absolute... Peach of a steer, $3.10. I'll use that to kick off my day, hopefully. I'm going Spitfire here, $8.50, $2.10. Second place at Canberra, last start behind Cliff House by just under a length. Um, but yeah, looking pretty nice. That was under the benchmark 75 as well, so it's coming up in class a little bit. But um, I'm going to go Spitfire here because of the three-kilo claim as well. <laughs> Moving over to race two here, mate, and I'm going to keep this one pretty simple as well, the 2,400 metres benchmark 78. It's kibosh for me, $3.90. Um Second place last start behind Persh Merger um, at the benchmark 78 at the same level, but um, I reckon this field's a little bit easier. Um, Coinmaker's one that I can respect as well, but um, I'm going to be with Kabotch. Yeah, same goes for me, mate. Has to carry a lot of weight, but continues to drop in class and to try and find a win. Sticks at this class from the one week back up and just finds an easier field here. I mean, it was once upon a time placed in a Queensland derby, so it'll get the trip, and it's just probably a better class than some of these, in my opinion, as we move to the race three. Um, Eagle's Nest flying this prep and is to be respected as favourite, but I'm going to take a horse that should sit right behind it in the run with Spirit Queen. Not often you see a horse from Queensland with just a regular old Queensland trainer um, get bought by Mayor and Eustace. Mayor and Eustace come in, take it over and bring him down to Sydney and Victoria, and that's what's happened here. So it really, really intrigues me, um, especially because that debut for the Mayor and Eustace camp on the Kenzo track was really nice, just missed, but it'll take fitness out of that, I think. You know, it's in for a good prep, $3.90 on Spirit Queen for me in the third. Yeah, mate, not too bad there. Uh, like you said, uh, I really like this um, this favourite Eagle's Nest, $2.80, so I'm going to be with it. Um, 
Shout out to the Eagles Nest as well. Oh, um, yes. Race four at the highway class three, 1,400 metres. I'm going rough here, punters. I'm going I'm a true star, $35 and $9 for a place. Um, you've got to be going for some value in this one in the highway, punters. Um, like I said earlier, um, if you do not want to bet on every race, this would be definitely the one to miss out on. This is the one that we would definitely be missing out on if um if you can help it never bet on a highway never bet on a highway unless you you hear some inside things you're very confident but um i'm a true star i'm going for value um fourth place last start at tyree um but yeah not too bad for me mate i'm gonna go with that i'm gonna be honest i really like the look of the dramatist on paper but that barrier is gonna keep me away from actually backing it but if you're looking in the form guide on the weekend and you like the look of it, I'd respect to bet on it. I'll shake your hand if it gets up. But just I think he gets too far back from that barrier. So I'm instead going to go for a little bit more value. $15 to win, $4.60 to place on Dabble for Cormie Louie. Running decently without doing too much this prep. Has a liking for the distance and the dry conditions. So if we do get the dry conditions on the weekend, I think him featuring in the money wouldn't surprise me at all at the big odds. So Cormie Louie for me in the highway as we move to race five. Vindication for me yet again. Some madness, some badness. Vindication. Uh, I keep keep backing the hell out of this horse, and it keeps uh, really letting me down because um, it keeps running super and then fading just at the last bit. But I mean, I can get each way odds with him on Dabble at five dollars to win, two dollars to place, and his racing style suggests he'll have every chance in the world as long as it's dry. Probably anything drier than a soft five. So soft five or better. He's going to be near the front. I think he's a great chance. If we get that at soft six, soft seven range, I'll probably be staying away from him. But if we get the soft five to a good four, I'm all over a vindication. I'm another ruffie here, mate. I'm Bowery Breeze, $31 and $7 for a place. He loves it. Um, first up record, six starts, two wins and two in the placing. So it's only missed two out of it. Um, just started near the end of the end of the prep. It was coming coming to the end and it probably needed a spell. Um, and it's, it's going to be fresh here. Kathy O'Hara on board. I'm pretty happy with it. I'm um, going value again for the midway. Another one of those ones where value is probably the way to go. 100%. Head over to the six, mate, the 1,400-meter um, race here. And um, I know I know what you're on already. Yep. Royal Merchant here is your favorite, $2.50, which I can respect the bet on. Roots, um, I've followed this horse for a while. It's usually down in Melbourne and then obviously called Dice, someone that you've been following. But yet again, punters going for a bit, bit of value. Russian Conquest, $18 and $6 for a place. Um, I think it's overs here, in my opinion. It came second behind Gringotts, which is good form to go off. Um, Gringotts is absolutely flying right now, this prep. And, um, yeah, I'd l- I would have thought it would start at the 11 to $12 mark, but $18, I'll have a each way bet on it for sure. $18 and $6 for a place. Yeah, fair enough, mate. I really do uh, respect Royal Merchant. I have a lot of time for that horse. And it's formed behind uh, Espiona in that um, invitation's outstanding to go off. But I have to be on call die. Long-time listeners of the podcast know why. Bit of an omen bet. But even so, I think uh, she's much better suited at this distance. I don't know why, but earlier on in the prep, they treated her like a bit of a sprinter, which was weird because she's definitely a 1,400-plus horse. When she got back to this distance at Caulfield last start, she flew, didn't win, but she looked much, much better suited there. So he gets here, $3.30. Call die for me, thinking of your die always. Race 7 <sighs> and 8 are in the tip-off, mate. So we'll go to 9 here. And we were just talking about Gringotts, and I'm on him here. Uh, probably one of my more confident plays at Rose Hill. He has to carry a lot of weight, but to be honest, he is just better than this crew. He's um, uh, He put away his condi- competition with a gutsy effort over Russian Conquest that day. He really let down and really dug in at the end, which really impressed me. Um, I think it, this run will be just a copy and paste job. Jump, settle in the midfield, 
get going late, get over the top of them. $2.45, Green got to me in the ninth. I'm hitting Mars Mission here. Had the win last week. Um, we were at track for it. Um, one by two and a half lengths at the same grade. Um, you would have been spewing because you were all over oh, the horse this that time horse. last year. I was. It's, it gets the extra 100 metres, so um, hopefully it goes well here, punters. Um, so it's going to be Mars Mission for me as I go to the 10th. Benchmark 78 and at 1,200 metres. Um, I'm not even going to try and pronounce the favourite's name because I'm not very smart. But I'm going to go with Contemporary here. $4 for the win. Uh, fourth place last start behind Dashing Legend, just under two lengths behind. Um, it's looking pretty nice. Uh, Nash on board, who's absolutely flying, like we said earlier. Um, it's going to be my tip for the last. Fair enough, mate. I'm going to say one horse first before my actual tip. Flashing Steel, top weights at $35 to win, $5.50 to place. I'm saying put that in your black book. It'll probably need this run first up over short distance. Is it starts to get out more in distance throughout the year as the summer carnival starts to go on? I think he's one to follow for those benchmark um, these benchmark races. Uh, he's he's definitely more uh, a sixteen hundred meter plus horse. So just put a little star next to that name and wait for its next run. This one's probably just pure for fitness, hence why he's carrying so much weight and dropping in grade. Uh, but I'm on plundering the other Annabelle Nisham horse. Five dollars to win currently on Dabble. Um, I was a big plundering boy last prep, and gee, it cost me a bit of money because he came second a staggering four times in a row, all by very narrow margins. But he's uh he. He's a good gutsy horse. You, what you see he's going to get. His trials have been very pleasing to the eye. Hopefully Schofield can be nice and proactive, strap himself to the back of the leaders and prove to be the strongest late. $5 to win for plundering to finish off my day. Mate, as we move into the great tip-off, we've got, I believe, four or six races to discuss, all of which need heavy discussing as they're quite... Some of them are a bit cut and dry. Others are a bit open. But I'm starting to chip away. I'm chipping ever so slightly away at your score. I'm going to get a score update for you, punters, because Osmosis I haven't helped. given it in a while. Osmosis, big help. Obam fair, also though, helped. Yeah, true. To be fair, with Osmosis, the bittersweet pill was because I tipped it to so many people in the tipping comp that we have. There's about 60 people in it. Quite a few people <laughs> win it. So I didn't gain anything on them. But on you, I gained a bit. Um, so you're currently, mate, on... 75.93 points. For those who don't know, we go on the odds. So it's as if you have a dollar each way on your tips in all the group one features. And if I go through, I am on 67.76. So you're still in front by about eight points. And we've got about 10 races to go, if my math serves me correctly. So I can still catch up. Where are we up. sitting in the field out of curiosity? Out of the full field. You are in the, currently in the middle. sitting at 12th. I'm sitting at 17th overall. Cool. The uh, leader is currently... Um, he's long gone. No, no, he's J-Dub. 10 points clear of his daughter, Miss Mock. So Miss Mock, my lovely girlfriend, Claire, and he, uh, her dad, John. They're the one two at the moment. So it could be a family affair and they could pick up a lot of money from us if they manage to go one two in the comp. But we'll get back to our bets, mate. Uh, probably the most pressing one. It's tomorrow. Uh, we record this on a Wednesday, so Thursday. If you're listening to this on Thursday morning for our Oaks tips, here is the Oaks Thursday night, 5, 10 p.m. Yeah. So if you're listening before any time before that, quickly go on the Dabble app and get on our tips there. So, mate, thoughts on this race and why? Um, I'm just going to give us the tip because we are actually going to release a little quick little rundown of the Oaks um, um, separately. So if you want to... Get a full rundown of it, punters. It will be on YouTube um, posted up. So just go to our YouTube and then you'll see that. We'll go through it and um, speak about it. Not necessarily contender, pretender kind of thing, but just have a bit bit of discuss about it. 
Um, I'm going to go with served cold, $10, $2.80. Blake Shin's flying right now. Good form at Geelong, one last start, um, and then gets the extra 300. I think it'll run really well. Um, But yeah, that's just me. Uh, I'll be on Zardozzi. Call me boring, it's the favourite, but I've actually been saying on the podcast for a few weeks that it's my tip for the Oaks. Um, I've got it at, I believe, six in the futures market, so I'm happy either way. Um, It just got a bit too far back to get into it from that run on Derby Day, especially because it was a leader's day. Um, that day the track bias was against her, but she was phenomenal to end up where she was and only go down by a lip considering the uh, the track bias. So, yeah, I'm pretty happy to go with uh, J-Mac-James Cummings combo. Zardozzi, $3 to win on Dabble currently. Um, so, yeah, if you want to hear the full rundown, check that out on our YouTube. Um, so we go back to Rose Hill, mate, the golden gift. Those of you who don't know, you win this race, you're in the golden slipper. Um so it's a very open race, of course. Most of these horses have only had one, two maximum starts. Some of them are debuting for the first time. Um, so it's always really hard to pick. And I don't love going favourites in two-year-old races, but I will be double playing this race, one of them being the favourite. So spoiler alert there, but Nick, I'll let you give your thoughts first. I'm going with Scampi here, $8.50 and $2.70. Not surprised. Um, really loved the way this this um, horse trialed. It was my number one boy going into um, his first race. But um, he just didn't really run too well. Um, but I'm going to forgive him here. I think he was um, not as bad as I thought. Um, Dill Gibbons comes on board, something a bit different. Um, but yeah, I think he'll. I think will come good eventually. So if it's not this one, I th- I'm going to be backing him up until um, in most of these two-year-old races. So um, eight dollars fifty is a price I'm definitely respecting. I think it's the right price to have for him after that first run. Um, but yeah, Scampy's going to be mine. Um, yeah, really like this horse. Yeah, fair enough, mate. Um, so, like I said, I'm going to be playing two horses here, which I think you can um, with a race like this. Uh, my main tip will be the favourite, like I said, Shangri-La Express. So, in the tip-off, that's what you'll have me down as. Um, I was on it a few weeks ago when it got up in really impressive fashion. Um, Reggie Bayless should hopefully push to the front from that wide barrier. The only thing that is the, d- the, the down... Sorry, the only negative is that barrier, 14th barrier there. So it might have to spend a bit of petrol to get to the front, but if Bayless gets up there, I think it'll be very hard to hold out. Um, the other one I'm having a play on, as I scroll down, you know, I see the likes of Scamp and Volatile, both horses that I will be backing going forward in two-year-old races, but not today. Um, it's actually Trafalgar Square, the yeah. only girl in the race, $19 currently on Dabble. Uh, I'm going to have a cheeky $5 each way. It's the first emergency, needs a scratching to get into it but it also it's owned by our mate he's been sending all of the footage he's been sending us all of the comments and they reckon it's flying they re- they've got a really big opinion of this horse so rachel king coming off that cool win with osmosis so her confidence will be high um so yeah i i, I reckon five dollars each way on that horse won't go amiss but the main player shangri-la express looked really good a few weeks ago i really like backing those horses that have the race experience because they'll have the fitness so if it gets its way I reckon it can definitely get over the line. Five diamonds time, mate. Um, this is a race that I'm becoming quite a big fan of. So it's kind of like in racing New South Wales, they've got races for every age group now. You've got, you know, your two-year-olds go the Golden Slipper, your three-year-olds go the Golden Rose, the four-year-olds the um, Golden Eagle, and now the five diamonds for the five-year-olds. Last year's field was absolutely shocking because no trainer really wanted to put their horse in. But it's a stacked field now, mate. So what are your thoughts on it? Oh, this is a real good field. I really like this one. There's a lot of horses that we have been following. Um, just to name a few, obviously. Genuinely, con- yeah. Converge, Hu Yal Mal, Hinged, uh, Democracy Manifest, Forgot You, 
um, detonated jack, Waterford, um, yeah, Faulkner Park, um, and their horses that we backed literally a lot. So, um, yeah, definitely a really open race here, punters, and I'm going value yet again. This is a lot of value for me today. Um, no one forgot you. Oh, not Waterford. Not Waterford. Go, I, the barrier fucked it. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I just I would go Waterford, but the barrier is just not where it's, I need to be. Forgot you. Eighteen dollars and five dollars for a place. Um, was it yesterday? One? No, on Saturday. No, cup day. No, it was yesterday. Yep. Yeah, one yesterday at the eighteen hundred and it looked awesome. Absolutely smashed it. it. Was um, both of us were on it and um, yeah, awesome. I was so happy with it. Um, goes to the less than one week backup, but um, I reckon it'll be nice here. Um, it's got to obviously travel up through to Sydney, but um, yeah, we'll take it. Yeah, I mean, gee, like you said, it's mock central. Um, boy, oh boy, Waterford, that poor horse cannot draw a barrier. I oh, hate to so own it at this man. point. It draws draws wide every race. Um, I'll eat my words here, but. Yeah, true. This will be the time he gets up. Antino, deserved favourite, considering its form behind the likes of uh, um, Prowess and the Crystal Mile, and then, of course, uh, a second in the Turak. Um, Unspoken's flying, as is Democracy Manifest. Zoom on a chance to break their hearts as the only natural leader in the race. Huyamal brings some A-grade form. An interesting one, punters, Jimi Hendrix. I'm going to have a keen eye on this horse in the yard and what the betting does, because it comes over. It's not even first up. They've kept it in work all the way from when it came over on the plane from Europe. So that's really interesting to me. They gave it no brag. They got it straight into it. It's a Royal Ascot winner. So clearly it's got some sort of good form to go off. But I'm not going to be having a bet on personally, but it's a big watch. And I wouldn't be surprised if it gets up, but I want to watch and learn before I dive in on it. Um, I'm going to go Unspoken. It's going to be my main play. Like I said, I'm going to double play this one as well. Unspoken will be my tip. That'll go in the tip off for me. At the big odds of $13 to win, $4 to place. Tommy Sherry is red hot for his standards this spring, so I'm happy with that jockey booking. And the horse is flying, like I mentioned. He's won everything this prep, and he's done it from the back. He's done it from the front. He's very versatile. So whatever they decide to do with him, I'm pretty happy. Um, I'll also have a little cheeky dabble at Faulkner Park. $18 to win, $5.50 to place each way. I'll have a fiver each way. They're a very high opinion of this horse. I think he can do some great things in the autumn, but he also has a curse of not being able to draw a barrier. So he'll get really far back. And like I said, uh, you'll probably want to be up in that first half of the field going around the turn this weekend at Rose Hill. However, he has a wicked turn of foot and I wouldn't be surprised if he gets into the placings, let alone maybe even getting his nose up for a win. Unspoken the main play and then a little bit each way on Faulkner Park for Cashy. We move over to Flemington, the three champions races, mate. These are what we really want to have a chat about because they're really interesting. Some of them are open and some of them seem races of just two horses. Um, champion sprint to start off with. Imperatures versus In Secret. They say it's a match race. Do you agree or are you looking elsewhere outside the two favourites? Um, I just want to touch firstly, obviously Tyler is going down to um, Flemington, going to run front page, um, who he won the... Kosciuszko. with two yeah, years in a row. Good on him. Um, well done, Tyler. I think that... that would that be the first time he's gone down there? I'd think so. I'd probably say so, yeah. Um, and shout out, obviously, to the other boys, the apprentices. They did pretty well in the in the cup. Um, yeah, Dylan Gibbons, 11th, which yep. is pretty good for your first go-round. Um, but yeah, Imperatriz looks too good here. I'm surprised there's to be Ernest down here, to be honest. They put it back at the sprinting race again. Just don't agree with it. I, I honestly would have liked to see her in the five diamonds. Um, she's always had such weird preps. They yeah, can't no. decide what to do with her. Uh, look, I won't blame Wally. He knows what he's doing. But the, she's gone from the 1,200 to the 1,400 twice in this prep. Um, yeah, she has. 
and she's gone back to the 1200 again. I just up don't agree down, with up it. And I, down. I honestly think she should be at the five diamonds. I reckon she would have won the five diamonds if Ooh, she stayed I don't there. Know five diamonds. I don't know if she gets at the 1800, but I mean, I, I reckon she get. Oh, I oh, it's a toughie. Five diamonds. Uh, I reckon she. I don't know. That's me personally. Anyway, um, but I'm gonna be with Imperatrice. Don't think it loses. I mean, the fact that it's out the two dollars for the first time in three months is big. It's a backable price. It's a backable price. You can double your money for the first time this spring on Imperatries. So, I mean, look, one of the best horses, if not the best horse in Australia currently, best sprinter, definitely. How much would have won the Everest by, my goodness. Um, but I personally think this horse will not be starting $2. It's a $2 currently. I reckon if you want to get on Imperatries, get on now. I can't see it getting out much more than that. Um so I'm going to go in secret, $4.50. It's just at a better price for me, backable-wise. I think it'll be up there. I'd be shocked if it finishes out of the top three. The only other roughies I could int- um, I could uh, entertain, Star Patrol, because it's an absolute fiend for the Flemington straight. And then Bella Nipatina. Um, interesting one. Interesting one. Backing up after a really good win in the gear kick stakes. My best bet last week was it to place. I should have had it to win, that's for sure. Um but yeah, Bell Nipatina, I wouldn't be surprised one bit. I'm even going to put it on the Imperatrice in secret, Bell Nipatina, box trifecta. Um, but yeah, in secret for me at $4.50, I think she's just at that price. Um, for a horse that rarely runs poorly, I'm, I'm definitely uh, all over that price. As we move to the Champions Mile, mate. Last race was a race in two. They say this is a race in three. Alligator Blood, Mr. Brightside, Fangirl. Do you agree or are you looking elsewhere? Oh, trifecta for sure. <laughs> for sure. It's going to be literally a three race. Alligator Blood's going to lead. Fangirl and Brights are going to be quite close behind and um, may the best horse win. Personally, I'm going with Brightside. I think um, he's the best miler in the country. Uh, I know Fangirl did beat him last night in the um, Kings Charles Stakes, but... I think Brightside will come up better here. Did really well in the in the Cox Plate, um, even though both of us did yeah. not think he would. Um, almost won the Cox Plate. So, yeah, definitely one of the best horses running around in Australia right now. Um, best miler, I think, in my opinion. Um, love alligator blood, really do. But I just think that um, Mr. Brightside is just a one little touch better this prep, and um, it's going to be me with Mr. Brightside. Uh, I'll also be going with the best miler in the country. I'm going with Fangirl. Yeah. Um, Female. Yeah, well, the best miler, king or queen. She is the top, in my opinion. I've had a big opinion of this horse for a long time. She should be molt, like she should be six-time Group 1 winner, in my opinion, but she had to chase um, Animo around her whole career. Um, J-Mac knows this horse inside and out. Uh, every time he's been on it, I think he's run well. If not, he's won almost every time he's been on it. So I think the, pink, the girl in pink takes it out. Sorry, she's a star. I'm happy to take the $2.50. As we move to the champion stake. Now, this is the one that I really want to discuss, mate, because we've had this a race in two. We've had a race in three. Some are saying it's a race in two with West Wind Blows and Prowess. But when you look through the market, it's definitely not a race in two. What are your thoughts? I'm real stuck on this race, mate. Um, I look at it. I see Zaki. I think Zaki's real suited to this race. Obviously, the Flemington straight, um, he does real well there. Yeah, he really likes to get that turn and get stuck right he in. He does. Stretch um, his legs out. Jamie Carr coming into f- some form like we discussed earlier, which is always a positive as well. Massive positive. Um, Won this blows. race last year as well, yeah. did Zaki. Yeah, yeah, he did, and I was on it, and it was it was pretty decent odds as well, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, because everyone wrote it off, and everyone it came back into... Everyone wrote it off, and it came back and did yeah. this, and then I, I'm... 
I'm literally stuck here, mate. Um, West Wind blows, obviously second in the um, in the Caulfield Cup. Um, did really well. It's um, good form yeah, to go off. Good form to go off without a fight. Did. Duas obviously fourth place in the um, Cox Plate. Good form to go off. Um, a tissue has been running pretty well lately. Uh, I don't know if it um, obviously falling just behind Pride of Genie last night and then Prowess, one of your best bets a couple of weeks back with Mark Zara, who's the absolute firing jockey on board. Oh man, I I could I could go at any of those horses. I could literally go at any of those horses. I'm gonna go Zaki. I think it was the one that I picked out straight away. Uh, but I do really, really respect Duas. I think um, he would be my second pick if it wasn't for Zaki. But I think and do Zaki do what Zaki did last year, come out and surprise everyone and come back and win this. So I reckon Zaki right off into the sunset afterwards if he does win it as well. Yeah, I reckon. Shout so. out Farjack. I know he'll be getting up and about come Shout this Farjack. race. He'll be getting around Zaki hard. Can you imagine if Zaki, he'll be running down the Flemington straight. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, look, West Wind blows. You look at it and you go, look at the form. It's never not placed at the distance, considering it beat Romantic Warrior home in the Underwood, was it? Or the Turnbull? I can't remember which one it was. Turn- Sorry, I was turn- zoned out for Turnbull, a second. I think. I, Turnbull, I think. Yeah, Turnbull. Um, I've probably gotten it wrong now that I've said it so many times. But uh, yeah, beat Turnbull? Romantic Warrior at Turnbull. <laughs> uh, beat Romantic Warrior home, who then won the. Uh, Cox Plate uh, came a very narrow. Um, was it narrow? Um, I'll check the margin. Yeah, it was narrow. Um, with, uh, without a fight. Sorry, the Turnbull. It's getting dribbly. Turnbull versus Underwood has absolutely rattled me. But um, yeah. Um, and then of course, without a fight, comes it out and wins the Melbourne Cup. Of course, two thousand meters to thirty two hundred meter forms completely different, but still great form to go. But I can't get away from Prowess. I said a couple of weeks ago it was my best bet at like four dollars forty, and it got up. With a lot left in the tank as well. 2,000 metres is a pet distance. And she was able to smash some of our best over the 1,600. So I think she's only going to get better here. Steps up. Has Mark Zara on board. who's absolutely flying right now. Each way odds. $6 to win. $2 to place. Currently on Dabble. Um, I'm really happy to take that price. I think if you want a best bet of the day, get on it to place. Now that it's at each way odds, I'd be shocked to see it out of the top three, in my opinion, with Prowess. I think she's just a really, really, really good horse. Plus, she's 56.5 kilos. She's the bottom weight. Uh, West Wind Blows has to carry 59. Zaki has to carry 59. So I know it's only 2.5, but still, weight can matter when it comes to these distances. So Prowess is um, going to be mine in the champion stakes. Fair enough, mate. Have you found anything around the country apart from the group ones? Um, If you can get on it. Quickly enough, it's um going to be on tomorrow, race six, Flemington, Rogue Rockers r- racing, $7.50. Um, and then Lombardo is also racing tomorrow, race two, $11, $3.10. If that this comes out tonight, which it will, if you can watch it tonight. Um, and also, I think I have a horse running around on s- Sunday, Benala race two. It's called Agave. Not too sure what the odds will be just yet. It'll get released tomorrow, um, but that'll be on the socials as well. So if you want to follow one of my horses, punters, Agave, Benala race two on Sunday. Not too sure what the price will be. I've got our last cash in the second at Flemington. A bit of an omen bet considering my name at $12 to win $3 at the 80 to place on Dabble. But omens aside, he's two at a two at its track down the straight. He clearly loves the straight. So I'm happy to spec him and see if he can repeat that um, a third time round. And only other ones midnight in Tokyo up in the third at Doombin. She was excellent without winning last start. Should only take fitness from it. $3 to win on Dabble currently. I'm happy to take it. Mate, who have we got in the quaddy? We've got Shangri-La Express, Scampi, Volatile, 
and Trafalgar Square. Race eight, we have uh, the favourite Antino. We're going bigger in this one. Forgot You, Unspoken, Waterford and Faulkner Park. Race nine, we're going a bit skinnier. We're going Gringotts, Atmosphere and Mars Mission. And then race 10, we're going Contemporary. Your, which one was your tip in that one? Plundering. Plundering, with your blessing and the favourite. Gustosissimo. So that'll be 50 bucks. Get to you 19.5% as always. Um, yeah, mate. Okay. I kind of gave mine away earlier, but if you could have one bet around the country, where's your money going for your best bet of the day on stakes day? I think it's going to be Kibosh, $3.90. Really? Kibosh yeah. down at Rose Hill? Yeah, I think it'll be my best of the day. Um, other than that, I've gone, a, I've gone pretty, pretty wide this week. So, um, as long as I get one winner or two, um, I pretty much make some money. So, um, nothing that I'm real, real confident about, but Kabotch seems to be probably the one I'm probably the most confident in. My best bet at Rose Hill would probably be uh, Gringotts, but my best bet around the country, like I said, prowess to place now that it's $2 to place. But you know what? I'm, I'm just going to make it in. Best bet to win at $6. Prowess. I just, uh, there's something about her. I think she's going to really have a strong run. And I think if you don't get your money back from that each way bet, from the $2, I'd be surprised. I, I, I'm really confident she at least runs top two, but I'm happy to say that my best bet to win as prowess at $6. I just, yeah. Yeah, prowess, wow. Okay. the Kiwi Raider. Um, but apart from that, mate, big thank you to our sponsors again. Dabble, if you want to copy any of the tips we just gave in this podcast, download Dabble right now. Use the code MOCKSPORTS when signing up to let them know we sent you. Make sure if you do so, Gamble within your means, set a deposit limit, think about what you could be buying instead and gamble responsibly. And Stridle, as always, I'm repping the merchandise right here. If you want to buy a horse, head to stridle.com, go to the marketplace, don't just watch the races, punters, own the excitement. Stridle Marketplace, get there now and give us a five-star rating, like, share, subscribe. Mate, anything to say to the punters? Good luck again, punters. Do well. Um, hopefully, I can tip you a roughie. I've gone a Three, I think three or four over twenty dollars this week. So um, hopefully it gets up. If I get it right, I look I look smart. If I get it wrong, I probably look a bit silly. So good luck to you guys. Um, hope you guys have a good weekend. And um, yeah, coming to the end of the spring racing again, pretty sad. But um, yeah, wow. Thank you guys. Appreciate you guys always. Yeah, only a couple of more episodes to go. But make sure to tune in again this time next week. See you, punters. Go osmosis. <laughs>